Hey everyone, it's Amy Lynn Durham and you're listening to Create Magic at Work. Create Magic at Work is on a mission to equip senior leaders with tools they need to be a true servant leader and actually understand what that means. Improve employee engagement, retain top talent, and transform your workplace culture to have less stress and drama. So let's start making magic. Hey everyone, Amy here, and thank you for joining another episode of Create Magic at Work. You know, a few episodes back, I did a solo episode. It was actually, I believe, the first one that we launched with Create Magic at Work. And it was about skill building and emotional intelligence. I walked you through some really great tools on how to skill build and EQ in the workplace. So if you missed that episode, please go back and take a listen because we don't just talk about, I don't just talk about definitions and what it means not in the real world. There's some actual real tools that I give you in that episode that you can use in the workplace. Moving forward, today I'm going to talk to you about SQ and how to use it to create magic at work and why it's important in the workplace. So what is SQ and how can you use it to create magic at work? There's a few definitions for spiritual intelligence that are out there that you can source. I'll share a couple of my favorites with you. The first definition that I love to share is from Cindy Wigglesworth. She developed the SQ21 assessment, which is 21 skills that you can Take an assessment on for spiritual intelligence and sort of see what level you're sitting at in your life for each of those skills. So Cindy's definition is the ability to behave with wisdom and compassion while maintaining inner and outer peace, regardless of the situation. So I'm going to pause because I want you to sort of think about that and leadership in the workplace. As a leader, do you want to have the ability to behave with wisdom and compassion and maintain inner and outer peace, regardless of the situation. It's a tough call for us human beings, but it's a beautiful thing to rise to. I've been in many work meetings where you can tell that there's some internal turmoil going on with some individuals in the room. However, their outer exterior looks peaceful. And so that would be Uh, not what we're looking for. We want inner and outer peace, regardless of the situation, because there's data that shows that as a leader, whatever energy you're feeling, whether you're showing it on the outside or not, ripples out 10 times over to your employees and your colleagues and the people that you work with, especially if it is your employees. If you are behaving from a space of anxiety and stress, and anger, that energy is going to ripple out 10 times over to your team. And they're going to go out and again, exude that energy out to their team. So we want to make sure that we skill build in SQ and these areas of the 21 skills and work on maintaining inner and outer peace, regardless of the situation. A little bit more of a background on SQ. So you get to SQ by way of EQ. If you're a leader that has worked on emotional intelligence and done some skill building in that area, the next step from emotional intelligence is spiritual intelligence. And that's when you get to the point in your life 
where you start thinking about what is my life purpose? Why am I here? What do I want said at my funeral? Not to get too deep, but of course I'm going to because we're talking about SQ. So those are the things that typically occur in our lives. If you look at the adult development theory around our mid thirties, we start assessing why are we here? What's the ripple effect that we're sending out? So you get to SQ by way of EQ. It's a highly developed leaders like to dive into this because they want to ensure that they are leading with wisdom and compassion. And this is something that every leader that is in charge of other human beings should skill build in, in my opinion, if you've already explored EQ. So EQ is the I feel and SQ is the I am part. There's another uh, person that has done a lot of work in the spiritual intelligence space. Her name is Dana Zohar. She's a philosopher and a physicist, and she has many books on spiritual intelligence. One in particular that is the most recent is called The Quantum Leader. I highly recommend it to anyone listening. It takes your leadership to the next, next level and beyond. Her definition of SQ is, she basically states that SQ, spiritual intelligence, underpins IQ and EQ. Spiritual intelligence is an ability to access higher meanings, values, abiding purposes, and unconscious aspects of the self, and to embed these meanings, values, and purposes in living richer and more creative lives. Signs of high SQ include an ability to think out of the box, humility, and an access to energies that come from something beyond the ego, beyond just me and my day-to-day concerns. And that is one of Dana Zohar's definitions. She co-authored a book called Spiritual Capital, Wealth We Can Live By. So I'd like to recommend that read as well to anybody listening. So how do you develop SQ? What can you do to dive in and skill build in the areas of SQ? Well, thankfully, Cindy Wigglesworth developed the SQ21, which is 21 skills designed for the workplace that you can take an assessment on and see what level you rank at and then choose which skills resonate with you and talk about them and work on them for a week, a year, the rest of your life, whatever, whatever resonates with you. So let me give you some examples of what the SQ21 is all about. It's broken up into four different quadrants. The first two quadrants are more about the inner work that you do for yourself. The first quadrant is recognizing if you are aware of your ego and then also that place within you that operates from wisdom and compassion, what we like to call our higher self. Do you know your life purpose? Have you done a values exercise to stack rank your values? Do you know what your values are? Do you understand your worldview? The second quadrant of SQ21 is universal awareness. And that's, do you understand your worldview isn't the only worldview? What is your perception of time? What is your awareness of the limits and power of human perception? Have you ever experienced transcendent oneness? Those two quadrants are sort of the the inner work that a lot of people do. Then we get into quadrant three and quadrant four, which is when other people start noticing the way that you're leading, and that you're exhibiting these qualities to the outer world. Quadrant three has skills such as, are you living your purpose and your values? So in quad one, we've identified, 
okay, are we aware of our life purpose? Have we stack ranked our values? And by the way, you can do this with companies and organizations. You can work on these SQ skills and say, what is our company values? Let's stack rank them. What is our company purpose? And then when you get to quad three, hey, are we living this purpose? And are we living these values with compassion and wisdom? Some other skills in quad three are like sustaining faith through difficult times. Quadrant four is the social mastery piece. That's when you're really exhibiting these qualities to the world and people are noticing. And they include things like being a wise and effective change agent, making compassionate and wise decisions, and being a calm and healing presence. I like to talk about quad four quite a bit because there's multiple skills in that quadrant that anytime I have a client that does the SQ21 assessment and we start talking about the skills and diving into discussing them, most executive leaders, which is extremely heartening, want to talk about skill 19, which is making compassionate and wise decisions. They always take me there. Amy, tell me more about skill 19. The other thing um, in regards to SQ, I see on LinkedIn quite a bit that many people put in their title that they're a change agent. And that is interesting to me because I'm curious as to what that means to them. Because being a wise and effective change agent takes deep, deep work. And I'd love to hear some expansive thought around labeling yourself as a change agent. And the SQ21 will actually ask you questions if you feel like you are a wise and effective change agent or you want to work on being a wise and effective change agent. The assessment will take you through a series of questions to really that are really thought provoking that help you skill build in that area. So that's how you develop SQ. What does success look like for you? What are three courageous things you can do for your work and your career? What are you proud of that you've already accomplished? Take a moment to access your own internal wisdom using the journal prompt cards I created. They invite you to reflect about different themes regarding your work and your career. A deck of 33 beautiful gloss stock cards and each card contains an affirmation and two questions for you to write out your thoughts. You can utilize them virtually, in a group, or individually to create a workplace where employees are highly engaged with less drama and stress. And now they're available in a journal book version. Go to createmagicatwork.net forward slash tools today and get your own deck of journal prompt cards or the newly released Create Magic at Work, the journal. Sending magic your way. Thankfully, Cindy Wigglesworth came up with the 21 skills of spiritual intelligence for the workplace and the assessment that sort of gives you a blueprint of where you are when you took the assessment and what level you're at and different ways that you can work on your spiritual intelligence for the workplace. SQ is faith neutral. You can be atheist. You can be agnostic. As long as you believe there is a place within you that comes from wisdom and compassion again, which I like to call your higher self, and you learn how to access that and put your ego aside, you can work on the 21 skills of spiritual intelligence. This is why this is so important for the workplace, because it helps people put their ego aside. It creates workplaces with less drama and less stress. 
and it gives you tangible skills that you can work on in the workplace to help you become an elevated leader and make decisions from a place of higher motivation. I'm going to go to skill 19 now, which is making wise and compassionate decisions. And this is one particular exercise that I want to share with all the listeners today. And you can do this with me. But some of the questions to consider on your skill level with making wise and compassionate decisions, are you compassionate towards yourself? A lot of clients that I discuss making wise and compassionate decisions with, they're high level executive leaders. And sometimes they have forgotten to be compassionate towards themselves and exercise radical self-forgiveness. So sometimes it's not about everyone else. It's about being compassionate towards yourself and understanding that I can offer myself forgiveness. And once you do that, it makes it a lot easier to offer it to others. The next steps are, are you compassionate towards children, spouses, coworkers, friends, relatives, Are you compassionate towards those who feel they are your enemy or those who you might think act to harm you? Does your decision-making always factor in the pain and suffering of other beings as a leader? Stephen Covey talks about always having a win-win solution as part of being a wise and effective change agent. These two skills sort of tie together. Do you jump to a quick solution when there's a problem in the workplace? Or do you have your decision-making factor in the pain and suffering of others? Always look for the win-win. That is SQ. You don't jump to the quick solution. You stay and you look for where you can have a win-win for everyone as much as possible. That's skill building in that area. Can you access your inner wisdom and guidance and translate it into wise and compassionate action? So those are some questions to consider. How do we skill build an SQ? This is a skill building exercise for making wise and compassionate decisions, which is skill 19. So I'm going to walk you through it right now in the podcast. And I want you to close your eyes if you're not driving. (laughs) If you're sitting at your desk, close your eyes. If If you can't, that's fine. Just envision in your mind a beloved coworker. I want you to really think about this beloved coworker. And I want you to really focus on this coworker that you love. And I want you to stare at this vision of this beloved coworker and think towards them. Just like me, this person is seeking some happiness in their life. Just like me, this person is trying to avoid suffering in their life. Just like me, this person has known sadness, loneliness, and despair. Just like me. This person is seeking to fulfill their needs. And just like me, this person is learning about life. Now, I want you to envision a coworker, leader, or supervisor whose actions or behavior irritates you. And I want you to hold that vision of that person whose actions or behavior irritates you. And I want you to envision saying these statements to this person, just like me, This person is seeking some happiness in their life. Just like me, this person is trying to avoid suffering in their life. Just like me, this person has known sadness, loneliness, and despair. Just like me, this person is seeking to fulfill their needs. And just like me, 
this person is learning about life. And finally, I want you to envision someone, maybe even from the past or now, that you think is out to harm you or causes you extreme stress in the workplace, personally, whatever works for you. And I want you to envision this person that you think is seeking to harm you or causes you extreme stress. And I want you to envision them while I say these statements. Again, just like me, this person is seeking some happiness in their life. Just like me, this person is trying to avoid suffering in their life. Just like me, this person has known sadness, loneliness, and despair. Just like me, this person is seeking to fulfill their needs. And just like me, this person is learning about life. You can open your eyes now if you had them closed. That is an exercise from Avatar Magazine by Judy Neal and Compassion. And if you are a high-level leader in the workplace, I have been there. You know that sometimes there is workplace politics. There are people that get on your nerves. There are people that you think may have slighted you. There are employees that oh my gosh, maybe you don't want to deal with this person that day or they're just really bothering you or whatever the case may be. This is a great exercise to utilize when you are feeling that irritated ego state. Get out of my way. Let me get my stuff done. I've got my day-to-day concerns going on. I don't want to deal with you. Just go do your job, blah, blah, blah. Take a step back. No, I'm an elevated leader. I exercise skill building and SQ. I make wise and compassionate decisions for the workplace because I understand the ripple effect that it has on these individuals in how they behave at home with their family and their friends and the legacy I want to leave on the planet. So I'm going to stop and I'm going to maybe walk through the just like me exercise before I make a high level leadership decision. And I'm going to see where that takes me. So I hope you enjoyed that. That's just one example of how you can skill build in SQ using skill 19, making wise and compassionate decisions. I hope I gave you a little bit of insight today into what SQ is, spiritual intelligence. The best way I have found to figure out what level you're at with SQ is by taking the SQ21 assessment. These scores or these levels that you score when you take the assessment They don't mean anything. They're just talking points for rich, deep conversation as far as where you want to go in your life as a leader and maybe what you would like to work on moving forward. I also see a lot of leaders in their titles say that they're a servant leader. And if you've listened to any of the episodes of Create Magic at Work, you'll notice that I ask all of our guests, what does servant leadership mean to you? because I think it is used a lot today. I would offer that servant leadership is tied to being a quantum leader. And I would like to close this episode on SQ with the oath of the quantum leader from Dana Zohar. I believe that global business has the money and the power to make a significant difference in today's troubled world. And that by making that difference, it can help itself as well as others. I envision business raising its sights above the bottom line. I envision business becoming a vocation, like the higher professions. To make this possible, 
I believe that business must add a moral dimension, becoming more service and value oriented, and largely eliminating the assumed natural distinction between private enterprise and public service institutions. I envision business taking responsibility for the world in which it operates and from which it creates its wealth. And I envision myself becoming one of those business leaders who are servant leaders, leaders who serve not just stockholders, colleagues, employees, products, and customers, but leaders who also serve the community, the planet, humanity, the future, and life itself. That's what we need to do. Servant leadership is not just about serving your employees, your stockholders, your customers. What kind of impact are we having on humanity, on the future, on our communities, on the planet, and on life itself? That's where SQ takes you. It takes you to that elevated leadership space where you're making decisions from these higher motivations and you're leaving a legacy that you can be proud of. I offer, through my company, Create Magic at Work, many tools to skill build in EQ and SQ, and I hope you will take a look at those. But other than that, thank you so much for joining me in this episode on what is SQ and why is it even important for the workplace. I hope I gave you a little bit of insight there and have a great rest of the day and sending magic to everyone. Hey everyone, it's Amy here. Thank you for listening to the latest episode of Create Magic at Work. And please come back often and subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. Keep joining us for more exciting episodes where we help you transform workplace culture to systems that create less drama and stress and have high productivity and profitability. You can get your own tools for the workplace at createmagicatwork.net. I have a new Create Magic at Work, the journal that just released. And it invites you to reflect about different themes for work in your career. Each section of the journal contains a topic, an affirmation, and two prompt questions to help you journal your thoughts. Topics are like inspiring others, mentorship, expansion, and productivity. So connect with me at createmagicatwork.net. Also connect with me on LinkedIn under Amy Lynn Durham. Sending magic to everyone and see you next time.